glory to God. Let us just praise God in the church yes. on tonight. God, we give you glory in this place. God, we just magnify you. Yes, yes, we just yes. lift up your holy name. Father, for being in the church with yes. us tonight in the majestic name of Jesus. That yes, there is yes, no one yes. like you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are in the church once again on tonight, and we are just excited about what God is going to do in our lives on today. So we just want to welcome each and every last one of you in the church with us tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, tonight is a topic that everybody can get in on. Amen. That everybody should know something about or have the desire to. Amen. Glory to God. So that we can walk in the very word of God that he's orchestrated for our lives. He declared his word that we're going to lend to many nations and not yes. borrow from none. Amen. Yes. But in order to do that, we got to get our money right. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And we got a phenomenal show tonight that's going to deal with getting our money right in the church. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So that we can begin the process to financial freedom so that we can then begin to acquire what it is that we need to really become lenders, amen, to many nations and not borrow from none, being debt-free in Jesus' name. Glory be unto God. So go ahead and share this um, broadcast on your social media platforms, amen, so that those that you know can also get in on this wealth of information that is going to be released on tonight um glory to god so that you won't be the only person in your circle with financial freedom building up amen um, glory to God, um, your riches, amen, so then you ain't got to worry about them borrowing from you, so you want to go ahead, you know, you got those family members that's always calling you, um, hallelujah, to borrow some finances, you may want to get them in on this broadcast, so you can save even a little bit more, amen, into it, into your savings, amen, glory to God, have a little bit more in your wallet of glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So that um, so that those that you know can be led to financial freedom on tonight and begin to build, amen, the wealth that um, of the kingdom that we're called to have. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I know sometimes we think God just going to give it to us out of the sky. No, he wants us to use the wisdom and knowledge, wisdom and knowledge, yes, amen, yes, yes. to obtain his promise. Yes. Glory to God in Jesus' name. So go ahead and tweet it. Go ahead and put it on your face your facebook go ahead and send it to instagram you can snapchat it whatever it is that you need to do to get it out amen um glory to god to your people go ahead and call up on the phone and say you guys need to get in or in the church tonight as they are talking about financial freedom getting our money right amen mm. glory to god thank you jesus hallelujah <laughs> you can also call in at the studio at 404 3003925 to ask any questions that you may have. Amen. Any comments that you may have in addition for any prayer requests. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now you've been asking God. You said, God, I need a financial breakthrough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I need a financial breakthrough. I need financial deliverance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank yes. you, Jesus. And he's answering that for you in this 
program in this broadcast on tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I am your host, Pastor Deron Shazorn with Divine Order Restoration Ministries International. Amen. Glory to God. And again, welcoming you in the church with us tonight. Of course, we have none other than the powerful woman of God, uh, my co-host, Pastor Sharon Pekis. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, with World Global Changes uh, <laughs> Ministries. Amen. I might have missed that all. Hallelujah. But Amen. glory to God, she's in the church with us tonight. Yes. And we have a very special guest, a very yes. special yes. guest, amen, <laughs> who are who is building financial wealth in the lives of individuals around the world, setting people free setting the captives free from financial bondage around yes. the world none other than tyra jackson amen madam money in the house with yes. us tonight yes. glory to god thank you jesus and we just bless god for our special guest amen and as god just use her on tonight Amen. Glory to God. It's, it's a pleasure to have you yes. with us. I thank God that you answered the invitation. Well, thank you for the invitation. Amen. Being in the church with us tonight. Yes. So before we get started in this powerful, dynamic um, conversation that we're going to have wow. on tonight as we have powerhouses in the building. Amen. Um, glory to God. We're going to let Pastor Sharon just lead us into a word of prayer. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to introduce our um, special guest. And then also just let her elaborate a little a bit more about the dynamic things that she's doing around the world. Amen. In Jesus name. Go ahead, Pastor Sharon. Amen. Amen. Well, Father God, we just thank you, God, for this broadcast today, God. Father, we ask God that, that it would be enlightening yes. to us, Lord God, and God, that that people would be uh, delivered even from different uh, ways that we handle our money. Father, your word said, God, if we faithful in the little, God, that you'll make us rulers over many and father in jesus name god i'm just asking god that you would just help us god even through this broadcast god to learn how to be faithful in the little lord god father your word said god that money answer of all things lord god and father we just ask god that you would just teach us god how this money is answering all things god teach us how to use this money wisely god Hallelujah, how to save God, how to pay off our debts, God, and, and God, just to be debt-free. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, um, you know, even as you were saying, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there. You've been saying, money, come to me now. <laughs> you know, you've been claiming it, money, come to me now. And the, the, the fact is, money probably have came to you, but you mm. probably misused it and abused it. Yeah. Amen. Yes. I'm glad to God. It ain't about the money coming to you. It's about how you manage that and which That's comes right. to you. Yes, and yes. so, and we're called to be stewards, yes. you know, over our finances, mm -hmm. you know, amen. I'm glory to God. So we're going to mm -hmm. talk about that tonight, and we're going to deal with that tonight mm -hmm. in the church because that's a serious matter mm -hmm. um, that needs to be dealt with so that yes. we can be stewards over that in which God has given unto us. So if you proclaim money, come to me now. Amen. I'm glory to God. Today is going to be the day of deliverance. Amen. Mm. A day of breakthrough. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. When it comes to the areas of finances in the church yes. of glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, so that um, it can it can build us individually and also collectively. Amen. Glory to Amen. God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, the path to that financial freedom starts with the individual 
person, amen, glory to God, as we are the church. Yes. Uh, we are the temples of God. And then so when we go in the church building, amen, the storehouse will be filled. Yes. Um, amen. It will be full. Amen. Glory to God. So we're going to break poverty, mm. declaring and decreeing in the name of Jesus, in, in the assembly Jesus. of the brethren. Amen. In the physical church, I mean, the church building, amen, glory to God, as it's broken off of our individual lives in Jesus' name. So to do that, we have in the house with us, man, this, this very powerful woman of God, I had the opportunity to do some research on her oh. <laughs> <laughs> as well, amen, um, glory to God, you know, thank you, Jesus, but I thank God, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> there it is. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I did have the opportunity to do some research on her, you know, as well. And um, she is an award-winning financial service professional and agent. Um, she has over 20-plus years in the financial Great. industry. Yeah. Amen. Mm. So she knows a little something. She mm -hmm. knows some things <laughs> about the financial institute. Amen. Glory to God, in which we should be operating in you know so many times we get caught up in the church the sector of the church and we forget about the things that happen on the outside and we know finances action a universal transaction that we have to take place and i thank god for her amen because she's been taking the marketplace by storm wow. amen um wow. glory to god thank you jesus <laughs> yeah. she's been taking families by storm and yeah. i'm going to tell you how to do that and, and um by families by storm you know uh, allowing individual businesses to overcome amen in their finances financial breakthroughs and deliverance through how god has just been using her across the nation across the world um amen in this sector in this sector as finances touch every market, yes. touch every market, amen, and, and God has just given her the wisdom, amen, and empower her how to um, have the conversation of finances, because, you know, we get hush mouth mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. when it comes to finances, but how to have a conversation, you know, when it comes to finances, amen, to bring forth deliverance and, and healings and breakthroughs. Um, you know, in, in individuals' lives, which transfer over, amen, to the corporate environments, to businesses, and, you know, in the family households, you know, and things of that nature. So I'm very, very excited and extremely honored to have Miss Tyra Jackson with us, um, Madam Money, amen. Yes. And let's not forget about her book. Okay. <laughs> Financial <laughs> Fornicator, amen. Financial Thank you, Jesus. Financial fornicator. Amen. And she break that thing down in such a way, you know, using sexual terms to really um, relate to the people. Amen. About finances, because we all really can relate to sex. Amen. You know, sex is our language that we love to talk about and, and be in. So we know about it. <laughs> and she just put the financial piece to it and just bring forth so revelation in the area of finances like never before. Just unbelievable. And so I'm just excited. Um, like I said, God has really endowed her um, with a, a financial mindset to break strongholds in the area of finances in the lives of his people around the world. She is also the creator and host of Women Wealth Boss Brunch. Amen. And boss stands for business owners success strategies. Mm. Glory to God. Good, so she is good. doing great things yes. for the kingdom. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So she is a motivational speaker, 
an expertise, amen, oh, wow. in, a, in her God. field. Yes. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And so she's going to also give you information on how to reach out to her. she got an event coming up in April. Is it in Florida? Uh-huh. In Florida. Uh-huh. Let me say, I told you. I'm glad to God. Thank you, Jesus. Those that's in the region, amen, or, or you can travel down there. You want to mm-hmm. get to this brunch that she's having down okay. there? Absolutely. Amen. I'm going to go. She's going to give you that information. So I just want to introduce to, to you guys out there, amen, Miss um, Tara Jackson. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. It's good to be up in the church. You know, I'm happy to be in the church tonight. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad you're excited about being in the church tonight. Glory to God. So just give them some more information about you and how they can contact Tech you and the great things. I mean, I just list a few things that she's doing. Amen. Um, uh, glory to God in in the for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Amen. But go ahead and well, um, they call me Madam Money. My name is Tara Jackson, and um, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to talk to you all because what I am is I am a financial primary care physician. A lot of people come to me because they're financially sick or they have a financial problem or they want to stay financially healthy, and a lot of you just need to be properly diagnosed so you can get the proper financial prescription. Because a lot of us go to our family members and say, Mama, I'm ill, and Mama goes into her medicine bag, mm-hmm. and then she acts as your, your pusher, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are your financial pushers. They don't have the degree or the expertise or the knowledge, mm-hmm. and they're probably financially sick themselves. But they're giving you financial advice, and then you find out when you try to ask, why am I still financially sick? Well, it's because if a sick person gives you advice, you're probably going to be sicker than you were before. And so I just like if you're you're not feeling well, at some point you have to go to a professional. You have to go talk to your doctor. You have to find out what's wrong, and he's going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. And then once he diagnosed you correctly, he's going to give you the proper prescription, or she's going to give you proper prescription. And that's what I do for my clients. I give them the proper financial prescription, because prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. And there's a lot of people that want to give financial advice, but they don't properly diagnose individuals where they are. Because your financial situation may be different than your financial situation, than my financial situation, than your financial situation. And so I don't do the cookie cutter type things with finances. And I love to be able to leverage what we understand about relationships personal relationships, physical relationships, because we understand that, and tie that into financial relationships, because that has, that makes it a little bit more fun, and it makes us, uh, the dialogue, uh, more fun to have, and less intimidating, so that's why I wrote the book, Financial Fornication, because we all need to be delivered yeah. from financial fornication, yeah. let's be real, right? yeah, that's good. <laughs> absolutely, that's good. absolutely, amen, oh, amen. glory to God, thank you, Jesus, you know, as, as we're told in the scriptures to get rid of fornication, that's what the word tells us, and so as it, um, free from fornication, amen, even as it is with sexual um, fornication, and now we're talking about financial mm-hmm. fornication. Amen. Glory to God as um, the powerful woman of God just give us insight on what God has given her unto that. So we're going to flee from financial fornication mm-hmm. yes. as well. Free from fornication in all aspects of your life, mm. you know, um, in, in the name of Jesus. As mm-hmm. we know, fornication is, is just not good for you. It's not mm-hmm. something that's healthy mm-hmm. for you, even as it um, breaks or mm-hmm. it uh, breaks the commandment mm. of God. 
So we're going to talk about how does that, you know, how does that relate to our money as well? Because, mm -hmm. you know, being a financial fornicator, Mm. Amen. Glory <laughs> to God. Uh, you know, thank you, Jesus. Amen. It causes us to be in bondage. And um, she's mm -hmm. going to talk about financial STDs and on tonight and mm -hmm. financial abuse, mm -hmm. you know, on tonight. Amen. Glory to God. And, and, some, and some other things that we're going to deal with, how your emotions and your money, you know, glory to mm -hmm. God. And, you know, we was on the way here and we was just talking about, um, you had a piece in there where you talked about um, when, we, when we, we buy stuff, we spend more money money when, when we feel, feel the, the less amen yeah, we're in our least. most broken uh, place uh, uh. So we're going to deal with that and stuff, and we were just talking about that. Look, we need deliverance. <laughs> uh, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, Pastor Sharon, I'm going to give it over to you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank, you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the broadcast with us. And and uh, the way I read things is just, uh, you know, even when I was reading the book, I'm like, dog, how she come up with this? <laughs> you know, I'm just amazed. You know, even what you were just talking about, being the, the, the physical part. You know, mm. being a, a, a doctor and, and right. diagnosed, you know, the way you uh, uh, bring up, you know, your topics is just amazing. You well, I, it, it, I need to tell y'all that they ain't nothing but God, okay? Because of some of the stuff that comes up, I'm like, they ain't nothing but God because I'm really not that bright. <laughs> so he comes up with really cool stuff, and I'm like, okay, you want to use me as a vessel? <laughs> but uh, that, that's nothing but God because um, that's he's the one that gave that to me because you have to you have to remember Jesus spoke in analogies yeah. uh, you know what I'm yeah. saying and he spoke in a analogies so that people would understand if he just spoke at this high level nobody would understand deliverance salvation mm -hmm. or anything mm -hmm. and so that is what, what the gift that he's given a lot of us is to mm -hmm. utilize analogies so that we can break it down to everyone because my understanding you know and that's why you have a lot of financial professionals mm -hmm. that will they, they have this language yes. and they talk over everyone's head mm -hmm. have you I, I don't know if you've met anybody yeah. that they have all these big words they don't went to college and learn all these big words and they keep talking over everybody's head and that doesn't doesn't do anyone any good if you keep talking over people's head and they don't understand anything that you're right. saying right. and you're not talking down to people but right. if you speak French and I speak Spanish in order for me to help mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. I've got to understand your language mm -hmm. I have to speak your language it has nothing to do with intelligence mm -hmm. it has everything to do with what's relatable right. to where you are right. um, and a lot of places with a lot of places most of us are not there for Financially, you have to think. We weren't taught in the schools. Mm -hmm. Our parents couldn't teach what they didn't know. Mm -hmm. We learned from trial and error, heavy mm -hmm. on the air, and I'm speaking for myself. Mm -hmm. And if I had not worked in the financial services industry, mm -hmm. you know, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't know most of what I know. But mm -hmm. what makes me qualified to talk about it is not my pedigree and the fact that I was an interim president, CEO of a financial institution, or an executive vice president, or VP of lending. What qualifies me to talk to people is that I made those major money mistakes. Mm -hmm. I've made the mistakes. I've dealt with the financial death. And because I know God and I know Jesus, I know there's resurrection. Yeah, so I'm yeah. very clear that there's financial resurrection and I have lived financial <laughs> resurrection. Yeah. And that's what I talk about because a lot of people are dealing with financial death. They're dealing with the repossessions, the foreclosures, the student loans. And I'm very, very bitter about my student loans. I need y'all to understand that. You know, they're, they're dealing about the collection costs. They're dealing about with so many financial deaths that at some point they think there's no hope. Well, there is hope. 
And I, I am proof that there is hope. There is life after those financial diseases, life after those financial deaths. Um, you just need to get with the right person. Just like, you know, you can't go to the priest and get, uh, and get salvation. Uh, you know, I don't care what minister you go to, they can't save you. The only person that can save you is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so you ha they can lead you to Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, mm -hmm. but only Jesus Christ can give you the salvation because he paid the price right. for it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing with finances, is that you, you, you can't deal with someone who is not experienced financial resurrection to resurrect you from your situation. So they can lead you to someone to do that, a professional or someone that's dealt with it. And it's the same respect in that. And when we understand that, it, it's, it, it removes it from being such a high, unattainable thing. Mm -hmm. And it, you realize that, oh, I can do this. You can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. You know, if I can be saved and delivered in here, you can be saved and delivered from here, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially. So that's what I, I talk about. It, it's, just a re, it's just a reality check that no man is above being resurrected or saved financially. That's good. That's good. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Well, Madam Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is financial fornication? Financial fornication is the, the abuse, the misuse, mm. um, and the immaturity of using credit and finances. It's, it's mm. the premature use of it. When you have premature use of credit and finances, when it's not planned for, you're not responsible, or you're not disciplined enough to deal with it, you do some very, um, you allow temptation to take mm. over which puts you in precarious situations, in situations that you don't want to be in. And so that's when I, you know, I talk about how we're financially promiscuous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We become very financially promiscuous with our credit cards. Mm -hmm. Not just one, but multiple, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And then we have all these financial one-night stands. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. use credit instead mm -hmm. of cash mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. And then we end up with financial STDs substantially tremendous debt, mm -hmm. okay? And we need cures mm -hmm. for that, right? Mm -hmm. Because those financial STDs don't, don't just affect and infect us, it affects and infects the people around us. Mm -hmm. And so when I have a financial dis-ease or a financial STDs, I'm affecting and infecting my family because now we can't go on vacation. We can't get the things that we want. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my girlfriends, and, and I was that chick that, you know, you know how you go to a hairdresser and they can make everybody else's hair look great, mm -hmm. but their hair was jacked up? <laughs> yeah, I was that chick, right? <laughs> so I, I was a financial executive, but I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was a financial executive, but I was, I was in debt. Okay, and so when I decided that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of being in that situation, that's when I started implementing what I already knew. Because most of us already know what to do. Mm -hmm. God, you know, God is always, we, we, we've seen it. We just may not be ready to do the sacrifice or do what's mm -hmm. necessary yeah. to do it, but we know what to do. Case in point, I really want to be a size nine. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I really want to be, it wasn't two, but then I realized, no, I'm cute as a, as a size nine, right? <laughs> and so about three months ago, I said that, but I wasn't ready emotionally and mentally to do what was necessary to be a size nine. Now I am going to the gym. I'm mm -hmm. getting up. I'm eating better. So mm -hmm. I'm smaller than I was three months ago. Y'all going to have to trust me on that, okay? <laughs> and so because now I am willing to, I have that mindset that I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to get to reach my goal, I have a stronger chance of reaching my goal quicker. The problem is I already knew what to do. 
-hmm. I knew I needed to eat less. Mm -hmm. I knew I needed to eat healthier, and I needed to move more and drink more water. Okay, three months ago I wasn't ready to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I I like my lemon pepper wings, and I like my wine. Uh, okay, you know, yeah, don't judge. I, I just <laughs> Jesus did turn water to wine. I'm just saying, don't judge. So, but, but now I realize that I, in order for me to reach the goal that I want to do, I have to incorporate the things that I already know that I needed to do. Mm -hmm. What my problem was is I needed an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. So I needed to incorporate a, finan a personal trainer mm -hmm. to help me incorporate those things and then give me some techniques that will improve it or push me. Mm -hmm. I, because if I go to the gym by myself, I'm going to do 10 reps, and if it starts to hurt, I'm probably going to stop. Right. But if I have a personal trainer, they're going to say, no, you got five more in you. Yeah, yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what a lot of us need. It's not that we don't know what to do. It's just that we need that accountability coach to add to what we know and to push us a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people are. It, yeah, there's a lot of things we don't know. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of things that we just don't know, whether it's about investing, insurance, um, our benefits. There's a lot of things we don't know. But the fundamentals of what makes millionaires stay millionaires, become millionaires, we know. We know we're supposed to save first. We're supposed to give save and then spend what's left over. Mm -hmm. Most of us want to spend and then save what's left over and then give if there's anything left okay. over. And that's why we're always living paycheck to paycheck. The Bible is very, very specific mm -hmm. as to how we're supposed to treat our money. Mm -hmm. The Bible is very, and I teach these financial biblical mm -hmm. principles mm -hmm. because it, it, it's, it's just plain there. So, for example, we are to give first, and he doesn't just give us one way to give. He gives us three ways mm -hmm. to give, mm -hmm. tithes, offering, and alms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he gives us ways like you, you've got to give. The law of prosperity is that you give. Right. You cannot receive with a closed fist, right. so you must give. Mm -hmm. The second thing is you've got to save. Because if there's an opportunity or emergency, you have to have some resources. So he tells us to put things away. Mm -hmm. You know, he tells, talks about the, I think it's the ants that, that put the, the store things away. Okay. And then he teaches us how to not, sometimes you don't avoid debt, but you have to control debt. That you don't, you don't, no, you control the credit and you avoid the debt. The debt is something that keeps you in bondage that holds you down. Mm -hmm. And so most people are afraid of credit because they're afraid of debt. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that are not afraid of credit because they're not afraid of debt. And because they're in debt, they live in bondage. And so if you understand the difference between credit and debt, you'll be okay. Credit is a tool. It's leverage. You're supposed to be able to use it to get certain things. Debt is something that, become, that keeps you from doing what God wants you to do. Um, whether it's with your money, whether it's with your time, whether it's with your talents or your resources. So, and debt is not just financial. Debt can be emotional. Mm -hmm. Debt can be physical. Debt can be spiritual. But financially, with debt, you have to be very careful with that. So we're going to talk more about debt um, so that we make sure that everybody understands that we avoid getting in our trap. Okay, absolutely. When trouble came my way, really going to get into the word. I didn't know what to do. When I called on the Lord, where would I be? Where would I be? I couldn't make it without Jesus.
church on tonight well we're just having a phenomenal time in the studio talking about um finances in the church amen talking about getting our money right so that we can live according to the word of god so that we can break the property mentality amen the property environment that is um so inundated in the church and around the world to bring us into a place into a space where we our territories is enlarged amen that we can give unto other people we can lend unto to other nations glory to God and we are mm. no longer slaves mm. amen to our lenders mm. in the majestic name of Jesus yes we have the dynamic phenomenal awesome woman of God none other than madam money in the house tonight church amen glory to god and of course our dynamic and wonderful co-host pastor sharon for keys amen powerful anointed appointed woman of god for such a time as this amen, amen. glory to god thank you jesus so the scripture says that the rich rules over the poor the rich rules over the poor and the bar is enslaved to the lender and so, you know, we're going to, in a moment, we're going to just talk about, uh, we're going to have Madam Money, amen, to just talk with us about being financial, um, Lord, I don't forget the word. Financially free? No, not, financially free, yes. But the things that lead us to being slaves, oh, that keep us in debt. Yes, a financial bondage, yeah, um, promiscuity, that's the word. Oh, financial promiscuity. <laughs> yes, financial <laughs> promiscuity that lead us there because, you know, it's not, you know, heaven knows, you know, it, it's, it's, some, it's something on the inside of us. And I, I talk avoid, you know, um, what I feel, you know, um, some form of void. And we take our money to try to fulfill that void. Well, not just money. You know, sometimes we use sex. Um, you know, sometimes um, we eat mm -hmm. to try to fill that void and, you know, shop or, you know, or whatever. But we want to mm -hmm. talk about it from the financial standpoint on today. And we probably will bring out some other stuff, me and Pastor Sharon. Mm -hmm. Amen. Glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus. So if you could just lead us into what is that and what what from your professional expertise well, financial fornication is having a spending addiction mm. it's mm. really a spending addiction okay mm. so i you know hi i'm sarah jackson i'm a financial fornicator yeah okay <laughs> and, I, and i have a spending addiction and so what that means is that um i use money to ease all pain Okay, mm -hmm. uh, spending. I use spending mm -hmm. to to ease all pain. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so just like you said, uh, some people have a drug addiction, mm -hmm. some people have um, a sex addiction, some people have an alcohol addiction, and some people have a spending addiction. And some people's vices are food. Some mm -hmm. people's vices are shoes. Mm -hmm. um, mine is electronics and food. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <I have> electronics. <laughs> and food. I'm a big girl. I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. 
And so when and in the book, I, I I quote that you know sometimes when we feel the we spend the most when we feel the least. Yes. And so they call it retail therapy. You know, mm. and that that retail therapy has a a very bad case of buyer's remorse afterwards. So it's mm -hmm. like that hangover. Mm -hmm. for the uh, for the alcoholic mm -hmm. you, you know it's like yes. after that bench you start getting that and so a lot of people are just mm. dealing with that and it's usually because there is some form of emotional or spiritual void mm -hmm. that we're trying to fulfill mm -hmm. and if we cannot figure out how to fulfill it we're going to do some things to numb it mm -hmm. and so you know me I, I used money spending money to numb it you know even if it was mm -hmm. a stick of gum it was a transaction for people mm -hmm. that have a spending addiction, I don't know if y'all can relate, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe it's just me, maybe it's just me, but a spending addiction, we are in it for the transaction. Mm. That transaction is very organic, so it, mm. it, it, the endorphins go off, we feel good, especially when the approved sign come up, we don't feel real good <laughs> when the decline happens, so we, we search for other cards so that we get that approved <laughs> thing, okay? You may be able to relate, I don't know. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, and other people, you know, I talk about the financial languages, which we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. Some people are looking for a different type of high. Mm -hmm. So if a drug addict is looking for that drug high. You know, a food addict is looking for that carb high, that, that adrenaline and, and all of that. So that's the whole thing is how to avoid doing those certain things is you have to identify where the source of the problem mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if it needs you have to go to counseling, if it needs you have to go, you know, deep in prayer and supplication, to find out what it is because um, at some point over excessiveness in anything that you do is going to be your demise and so we have to be very careful of that so to avoid our demise financially emotionally spiritually physically whatever we have to get help and so sometimes we have to get professional help and we have to find out what that void is so that we can address it and it could have been something that happened when we were kids mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. could be a divorce that mm -hmm. happened it could be loneliness it could be anything mm -hmm. but the object of the game is to find out what it is so we can address it so that we can start doing more positive behaviors mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to help us to get where we want to go so um money madam she talked about finding the root of your mm. issue the root of your money that's a root behind financial mm -hmm. fornication mm -hmm. and everybody root maybe something different correct? everybody's root is different so okay. if you think about think about a tree mm -hmm. an mm -hmm. elm tree versus an apple tree, tree. Mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. an orange tree the root is different mm -hmm. okay it, it produces different fruit right okay so if you want to fix the fruit you mm -hmm. have to deal with the root Absolutely. you have to change the root yeah. so if you want to change your fruit mm -hmm you change the you deal with and fix the What's root with the of root. the problem okay great so the root of the issue <laughs> amen and so it, it, it just kind of reminds me of the story in the bible with the the um the parables of the corn where mm -hmm. the woman uh, you know she had her 10 coins mm -hmm. and that 10 coins just represent her wholeness in her mm -hmm. whole state and so she lost a coin and you said you know it's something that we could have lost back in childhood mm -hmm. dealing with rejection or abandonment mm -hmm. you know just anything of of that nature mm -hmm. and so um you know she do some very wise things mm -hmm. in in the scriptures that it tells us but many of us we don't follow the instructions that's here mm -hmm. you know we begin on a search in what you're talking about mm -hmm. the, the financial um begin the financial fortitude because we're searching mm -hmm. and we find ourselves searching in the dark and just trying to fill that void and things of that nature but what she does she do something very profound she turns on the light mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so she didn't search in the dark and i was searching in the dark uh, cost us quite a bit mm -hmm. 
Amen. Especially when it's, it's very expensive when it's spending, you know, and even in other areas, you know, sexual, you know, whatever, because of um, the, the consequences that comes behind those particular behaviors. But see, as we're talking, you know, about finances, you know, it's a very costly expense. And so with that, you know, as well, so she turned on the light, the light, the word of God. What is this issue? What does this matter? Even in the in the book of Genesis, you know, everybody know I love talking about Genesis. When he came into the boy, you know, he stood over, he said, let there be light. And the light came. And then when the light came, things were able to begin to form, mm -hmm. take formation. Life began to happen. You know, you talked about the resurrection. Resurrection comes, you know, amen. And so she turned on the light and then she, she searched. She turned on the light and then she begun her search. Mm -hmm. And usually we do it backwards. And so doing her search, so, because now that she can see, mm -hmm. amen, and so now that you can see, you turn on the light. Okay, what is this issue? And the light will expose the darkness. Light will, uh, the light, mm -hmm. the word of God will expose what mm -hmm. your issue is. Mm -hmm. And so you begin to go on the search for this issue, and God will reveal in prayer and supplication. He'll reveal what is this issue, mm -hmm. and what is it that God is saying about this particular issue that you're dealing with, mm -hmm. amen. And then as we as we um, digest God's word in that whatever that issue is, whatever that root is, God's word will uproot that issue mm -hmm. so that we can be set free and delivered so that we will no longer have those financial spending habits. I'm going to give it to you in one second. <laughs> I know you're ready to jump in. And so after she, um, it, it says she swept her house as she searched and then found and she found her coin. Mm -hmm. And so the word would allow you to, to find, the word of God would allow you to find that, that, that void that you're missing so you can become whole again, mm -hmm. so that you can be free, set, set free and delivered. Amen. And then you can be able to rejoice and you can begin your process. Amen. Of becoming a lender to many nations and not borrowing from none. Pastor Sharon, because I know you're ready to just, <laughs> come on. Amen. You know, we, we were talking <laughs> in the car, Pastor D, and, and I had uh, uh, looked over your book and we had got to that part when you feel the least you know, of yourself. And I was telling Pastor D about an incident about probably about 35, 40 years ago where I had got a couple abortions. Mm. And how when I would go to the doctor, the doctor would ask me, well, how many times have you been pregnant? You know how they ask you these same questions <laughs> every time. And so I would feel so bad about having had these abortions that I would go shopping. I would go shopping, I would buy a little stuff, and I would just put it in the closet. and I didn't need it. But I, mm -hmm. it, it helped me, the, uh, the hurt, mm -hmm. you know. I had some unforgiveness, mm -hmm. you know, uh, on myself. I didn't forgive myself for some of the things that we've done, mm -hmm. that I had done, right. you know. And, and I was just thinking about, even the other day I was in church, and it was a, a, one of the sisters uh, uh, was talking about some things that she said, every time they say something about this, she said, I feel bad because I haven't forgiven myself. And this was a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of times these different issues, you know, that come up in our in our life, you know, unforgiveness, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. rejection, these different mm -hmm. issues, these different issues in our soul causes us to spend money, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, and it's just all different kinds of, you know, because uh, we're here to get the people set free. Mm -hmm. Well, the, I mean, I had a, a young lady that I worked with for a couple years, and she was just, she was always dressed to the T. Her mm -hmm. hair was always, mm -hmm. um, her weave was tight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, mine's mm -hmm. cute, but her weave was tight, okay? <laughs> um, she had jewelry. Her nails mm -hmm. were almost always done. Mm -hmm. um, she just, you know, 
nice clothes. The exterior was she okay. Only wore, <laughs> yeah, she, she only wore she only wore things one time. Mm -hmm. So everything on the outside looked good. And mm -hmm. I said, why are you wearing your wealth? Mm. And mm. she That's was good. like, what are you yeah, talking about? I said, why are you wearing mm -hmm. your wealth? The reason why you're broke is because you're wearing mm -hmm. your wealth. So why are you spending all of your money trying to make your outer look good? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with the inner? And it, when we talked about it, she didn't want to talk about what was going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. She was trying to make everything beautiful on the outside because mm -hmm. she felt so ugly on the inside. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. was very bitter. She mm -hmm. was very cold. She, you know, she, she, did, she didn't play well with other adults mm -hmm. at work. Mm -hmm. So everybody at work didn't like her because she was just so mean mm -hmm. at work. And mm -hmm. the reason why is because she didn't like herself. Mm -hmm. That's she she didn't love herself. Yeah. She didn't forgive herself. Mm -hmm. And it stemmed back from... She was abused as a child, mm -hmm. and all the kids used to tease her and used to call her ugly. Mm -hmm. And so she decided she was going to do whatever she could to make her outer mm -hmm. look beautiful mm -hmm. because she didn't believe mm -hmm. that she was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she had spent, the more money she spent on the outer stuff, mm -hmm. that's what made her feel mm -hmm. more beautiful. And I said, well, when we meet again, I need you to, just for that day, you can keep your weave in, but you mm -hmm. can't have it made up. Mm -hmm. I need you to take the lashes off. Mm -hmm. No makeup. Mm -hmm. I need you to wear sweats. And she about near had a fit, right. <laughs> an emotional <laughs> breakdown, mm -hmm. because she did not want anyone to see her vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And good. sometimes we have to become vulnerable mm -hmm. to address those issues mm -hmm. to avoid us doing things that are to our detriment. Mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. our she was about to be foreclosed on her house, mm -hmm. but she looked good. Yeah. Yeah. She looked good, okay. but mm -hmm. she couldn't even pay her mortgage. But, mm -hmm. you know, she was going to buy her nails. She was mm -hmm. going to look good. And mm -hmm. a lot of us do that. And, mm -hmm. and it's because we're trying to save our emotions mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. save, um, protect what's on the inside because we don't want to see the ugliness mm -hmm. of the inside. But I'm here to tell you that when you look at your inside for real, you'll see mm -hmm. that you're beautiful. Everybody mm -hmm. look, keeps looking. If you think that your inside is ugly, it's because you're looking at the lens from other people who really don't right. matter. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't pay your bills. Mm -hmm. They're not going to deliver you from anything. They're not going to get you into heaven. So mm -hmm. unless they can get me into heaven, Mm -hmm. um, they can pay all of my bills, and not even if they can pay all of my bills, you still don't have that pro the, that that power. Mm -hmm. But it, it, no one else matters about me mm -hmm. except God. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. What God thinks of me, mm -hmm. and so that that's hard mm -hmm. when we have people that are judging us. But mm -hmm. once you get there, once she realized that she really didn't need that, mm -hmm. she became more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, she didn't wear mm -hmm. as much makeup. Mm -hmm. She was more fun. Mm -hmm. She smiled more. Mm -hmm. And people loved who she was on the mm -hmm. inside, which made her more beautiful Absolutely. on the outside than what she could have ever purchased. Mm -hmm. Okay, somebody yeah, just got delivered right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody just got delivered yeah. right there yeah. because, you know, what is, uh, what is low self-esteem, lack of confidence, mm -hmm. really costing us? Oh, you no. know, what is it costing us financially? You know, what mm -hmm. is that emotional... Um, that that emotion call, the, those emotions costing mm -hmm. us financially, and sometimes we just don't think about how our um, emotions, mm -hmm. you know, how they impact, mm -hmm. you know, other sectors or other areas of mm -hmm. our lives. Yeah. Let me let me, things, let, me, let, me let me let me share it with you. It was today we were talking because a young lady she does PR for um, athletes, mm 
and we were talking about this that mm -hmm. you know and she deals with golfers and you know with golfers you know they're like well it felt good you know my swing was on and everything but if they don't hit the ball and they don't do it right mm -hmm. they could lose their contracts mm -hmm. so she tries to let them know your feelings are going to get you broke mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because even though it feels good, good. good. <laughs> good. It, yes. it is not going yeah. to keep your contract mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so Sometimes that that's what that's what we do. We spend because it feels good. Mm -hmm. um, we do certain things because it feels good. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that feeling, those feelings are going to get you broke mm -hmm. or keep you broke. Yeah. And sometimes you have to not worry about the feelings, or sometimes you can't base everything on your feelings. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is, mm -hmm. and we have to deal with facts. Women, we are emotional creatures. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is based on how we feel. Mm -hmm. Men can be a little bit more judgment, you know, um, subjective or whatever, and they have emotions too. But we have to remember <laughs> that we can't allow our feelings to put us in the poorhouse. That's right. That's, that's good. Right. That's, you that's know what I'm saying? Good. So hopefully that will deliver a lot of people that's because, yeah, you know, I, I don't feel like going doing something I don't feel like this or I'm feeling bad so I want to spend this mm -hmm. those feelings are making a lot of people get into debt mm -hmm. using credit yes. to get into debt mm -hmm. and then they really feel bad because yeah. they ain't got no money yeah you know I was thinking about that money <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, people buying expensive cars, mm -hmm. you know, expenses, expense. I, I had one of my friends and she was telling me probably a couple of weeks ago, you know, how when she would drive her car, how it made her feel, you know, she would mm -hmm. feel so much higher and better than the other people, mm -hmm. you know, but when that car note came in, she didn't feel so great. Right. <laughs> and some, some of those things come with a lot of high interest rates, mm -hmm. you know, that you're really giving your money away just to look a certain way or mm -hmm. to feel a certain way mm -hmm. well look think about it this way when you don't give first and save second however you believe when you don't um, when you spend first that means you are saying everything that's at a store is worth more than you mm -hmm. okay and you are worth more than anything you can buy. but what you're saying is when you spend first you are funding someone else's dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are funding mm -hmm. someone else's business. Mm -hmm. You are funding someone else's child mm -hmm. going to college. Mm -hmm. You are funding someone else's legacy. When you choose to spend mm -hmm. money first, mm -hmm. you are building someone else's prosperity okay. and not your own. And so what God wants us to do is he wants us to build the prosperity of his kingdom so that he can help his kingdom. But he needs you to build your prosperity and your kingdom two mm -hmm. and then whatever's left over then you can spend it on everybody else but nobody should be a priority over you and your family's mm -hmm. prosperity except god that, that, it, that, it, it's very clear it is yeah. it is and so she said build your empire so mm -hmm. i just want to just just touch with this emotional thing because it said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important people of god that we we learn the word of god and we just and we lit we find out what it is that god is saying about us you mm -hmm. know if you're if low self-esteem lack of confidence you know if, if that's your issue you know amen you know what it said you're fearfully and wonderfully made understand what this that means let that um digest in your system in your in your mind and in, in your heart and and you know and, and things of that nature that you're flawless the, the scripture says that the word of god is flawless and you are the very spoken word of god so you got to get a flawless mindset mm -hmm. you know a amen you know glory to god thank you jesus you know we always have these um these isms 
amen, <laughs> um, that we have. And as I said, we're funding, you know, we fund the, the, um, the beauty industry like no other, you know, the health industry, you know, like no other, and we're building empires. Amen. But when we come into that mindset, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made that I am flawless, you know, and things of that nature. Guess what? That inner beauty begins to come out as well. And then you'll be more disciplined. It'll also cause you, cause you to be more disciplined in your spirit. If weight is your issue, so you, guess what? Glory to God. You won't be emotionally eating no more. So weight won't be your, your problem mm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, weight won't be your issue anymore. So now you won't because you're not you're no longer emotionally eating because you feel good about you you and know and that takes time it does you, yeah. you know it doesn't happen overnight right um right. It, it takes time you know mm -hmm. that's why affirmations you have mm -hmm. to speak it into existence mm -hmm. the thing about the universe is that it will give you what you give it the universe will just give you what you give it so if you keep talking about bills 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 the, bill, the, the universe is going to say your wish is my command and keep giving you bills 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 and so you have to watch what you say because that is what comes to fruition within that. If okay. you, if you, 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 and you speak those things that are not mm -hmm. as though they were. That's mm -hmm. faith, right? So if you keep speaking negative things that are probably mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. as though they were, they will come to pass. And so God is telling you, you need to speak positive things that are not as though they were. So you talk about being prosperous. You talk about being debt-free, mm -hmm. but the whole thing is that you can talk about it, but you also have to work some action. There's some action. There's a lot of dead people that expecting some lively prosperity and don't work that way. He needs us to walk towards where he wants us to be. Absolutely. Um, I'm praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We're gonna be right back here in the church as we take a small break. Go ahead and see the weapon something on the border, something to drink also the Go ahead and share the information on your social media platform. Remember to phone as well with any comments, questions, or even prayer. Right here in the church. We'll be right back.
Amen. Well, we welcome you back to In the Church broadcast. Remember to call in 44-300-3925. And we have our special guest with us, Madam Money. Hallelujah. And she was talking about financial fornication. This is the name of her book, and, and I had a, a chance to just uh, look over it, and I mean, that thing is powerful. You know, she talks about STDs and... <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, just all kinds of stuff. And I uh, and uh, Madam Money. Yes, ma'am. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of, uh, more about your book? Um, well, it, it's like I mentioned before with financial fornication. It was really, you know, when I was an executive of a financial institution, I had a lot of clients who were celebrities, athletes, entertainers, and they would always come to the credit union to borrow money to purchase things to bling out on TV mm. to make it look like they had money, right? Mm. And so every time I saw them on TV, they always wanted to talk about their relationships, who they were sleeping with, who they wanted to sleep with. They would talk about everything under the moon, but nobody wanted to talk about their crappy credit. Nobody wanted to talk about the fact they had no savings or retirement or anything. And so when I realized that, it's because nobody's having that conversation. Everybody wants to talk about everything else except for that. And so I had to also look at my behaviors as well. And so I realized I was having a dysfunctional relationship with money and credit. Mm -hmm. And so one day I saw a Hardee's commercial. I don't know if you all remember this Hardee's commercial, but they had a half-naked woman in a bathing suit on this car selling a cheeseburger. Wow. And I said, if sex can sell a cheeseburger, it can sell financial literacy. Because that's what people want to talk about. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That is what people wanted to talk about. So I figured, well, if we can transform the dia dialogue into something that's funny and hilarious about something that nobody wants to talk about, maybe we can begin the conversation. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that's where the book came about. Because I figured if I can just make what we understand about personal and physical relationships and tie them in how we deal with money and credit, um, we, we might be able to have a little uh, comical conversation, which now people do. We can giggle about it. You say financial STDs, and I get mm -hmm. all the time. They're like, what in the world did she just say? <laughs> um, you know, when I talk about, you know, financially abusive relationships, you know, yeah. people really want to know about that. When I talk about dating your bank, yeah, that's you know, yeah. people really want to know about how to date your bank, and you do need to buy my book to find out how to do that oh, wow. because there's five <laughs> phases of it. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And if you skip one, you're bound to be in a financially abusive relationship mm -hmm. because what I realize is that a lot of people are in arranged financial marriages. Arranged financial mm. marriages is that one example is you want to get a car, so you go to the dealership first, and so the dealership then runs your credit and finds a financial institution that will take your credit, although colorful, will take your credit, and then all of a sudden you're now married to this financial institution with a five to seven or eight year loan, right? Mm. And so when you get to that financial institution, then you learn that, you know, they have poor customer service, high fees, high interest rates, mm -hmm. and you find that you're in a financially abusive relationship. However, if you did it in reverse, and you dated the financial institution first before you got into that financial marriage, you would be in a better financial relationship. And that's what I try to help people 
to get in better financial relationships with their money as well as with their financial institutions. Okay, so I want to just talk about um, financial fornication and, you know, you know how something, a lot of things are inherited, you know, from us, our behaviors, our characteristics um, that, we, that we have, you know, and things of that nature. You know, they say some health issues that mm -hmm. we have is, is passed down, you know, from our parents or, you know, throughout our generation. So my question is, um, this, find this spirit that's what it is financial fornication right. um, is it something that is is it um, a come from a parental trade or passed down from my parents or it's not uh, it's not that it's her it's hereditary mm -hmm. it's not hereditary like diabetes mm -hmm. or high blood pressure it is behavioral it is behavioral mm -hmm. okay and so for example I came up in a family where my family and this is the dichotomy of my si my sister mm -hmm. yeah, my sister um, we came up in a family where they didn't teach us relatively about credit or they didn't teach us about money. Um, all we learned how to do was spend money. So if we were happy, we were sad, we want a house party, funerals, weddings, after church, whatever it was, um, Friday, Thursday, Tuesday, whatever it was, we spent money. And if we didn't have the money to spend, we borrowed money to spend money. That's what I was taught. My sister, even though we were taught how to spend money and she's taught how to spend money, because she innately was a saver, and the reason why sh she became a saver is because she's seen the financial hardships of my parents, mm. and that scared her. Mm -hmm. So she became a scared saver. Mm -hmm. So she would hoard scared money. Saver. She would hoard her money, mm -hmm. but then she would cry broke and spend everybody else's money. <laughs> so she was still a spender. <laughs> she just spent everybody else's money. She knew how to spend it. And she hoarded her money and hoarded her cash. <laughs> but that, that still, ch you know, changed a lot of things because now she's a spender and she's trying to wonder why she's spending money on all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But she, she saves because she's scared. Mm -hmm. And those are different traits, just like, you mm -hmm. know, those are four financial languages in my next book that I talk about, the four different financial languages um, that people speak. speak. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people um, may or may not be fiscally bilingual. We're going to talk about we that in our last <laughs> segment. We're going to really, really that. get in that um, financial <laughs> language over in our last segment. Right. Um, money matter. Um, um, Pastor Sherry, do you have? Yeah, I want to ask you now. Now, uh, if, if someone has a lot of credit cards and they almost maxed out almost all of them how can they begin to start to enter into financial freedom you have to take baby steps okay. you have to take baby steps because if you say you know what i want to be debt free in a year and you have over twenty five thousand dollars not unless you can dump in a whole lot of money and most people can't do that you know what i'm saying so just like losing weight i would love to lose 50 pounds by tomorrow like there's this this green dress in my closet <laughs> that I so want to wear. And so if I try to bump myself up and go to the gym and say, I'm going to go to the gym one day and eat healthy one day so I can fit this dress that's in the, I'm going to be still defeated when I wake up the next morning and I'm still <laughs> the same size, right? And that's what we do to ourselves. We defeat ourselves before we even get started. Unrealistic okay? goals. Yeah. So we have to start small. So, okay. you know, the snowball effect. Mm -hmm. You take all of the debt that you have, you find the smallest debt that you have, $500. Pay that off first. How about that? Pay that off first. And then once you do that, yay for you. Now take the money that you use to pay off the $500, add it to the next debt. And then pay that off quicker. And the money that you use to pay that off, use that money to add it to the next money 
to pay the next debt off. So do the snow, snowball effect and gradually pay things off. And don't forget to reward yourself responsibly. Now, I'm not telling you if you, um, if you pay off $500, don't go out and spend $500 on a new dress and some <laughs> shoes because you paid off $500. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. But reward yourself responsible, responsibly because once you have these small wins, they become bigger wins. And then you'll realize you don't need to reward yourself. You paying off that debt was reward mm -hmm. enough mm -hmm. because now you're going to have extra disposable income to do what you need to do. So that is one of my biggest ad pieces of advice is that don't set defeating goals, unrealistic defeating mm -hmm. goals. Mm -hmm. Start small and then build up gradually over time. You didn't get there overnight. And maybe you did, but it's just like losing weight. It's easier to gain the weight than it is to lose it. But you have to do it right or it's going to come back. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Amen. So smart goals. Make smart goals. Smart goals. Smart goal. Amen. Uh, when it comes to your, your finances. Amen. Make smart goals. Uh, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and tangible. And I say small. I say small. It's specific, mm -hmm. definitely. I want to pay off this five hundred dollars, mm -hmm. but spe specifically small, mm -hmm. um, and gradually grow them mm -hmm. up to do that. Because I want to, I want to have even if they're short wins. I want to have wins. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's what it's about. Wins. It's about wins. <laughs> Absolutely. It's about wins. So I want to give us a little bit information about financial STDs. You you mentioned it. <laughs> give us. Give us a, so we can get a little bit more understanding. Absolutely. So a financial, it's a really a financial dis-ease and a disease. And so a disease is a dis-ease. So if you have a physical disease, you have a dis-ease in the body. There's something that's not an ease with the body. And when you have a dis-ease, it malfunctions a lot of things within the body, right? Mm -hmm. So financial dis-eases do that with our financial stability. You know, so if we have a financial dis-ease with debt, that's going to affect our savings, our retirement planning, our college planning for our children. It's going to affect several things. Financial STDs is substantially, substantially tremendous debt. There is a lot of people that are not just in debt. They're in substantially tremendous mm -hmm. debt. They not only have their mortgage and their car loans, but they have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in unsecured debt, credit card debt. Um, things that's inhibiting them from doing what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So, for example, my substantially tremendous debt inhibited me from doing what I wanted to do, which was travel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my girlfriend that was making $20,000 a year was able to go mm -hmm. and travel every month. Mm -hmm. But when I wanted to go, I couldn't do it because mm -hmm. I didn't have any money to go travel. And I was so much in debt, I couldn't get any more credit to even get credit to go mm -hmm. travel, which I shouldn't do in the first place. And so those substantially tremendous debt inhibit me from doing what God wants. God wants us to enjoy our money. He wants mm -hmm, us to have mm -hmm, fun. Right. He mm -hmm. just wants us to be responsible. So we can't have fun and be responsible. There's too many of us that want to have fun first mm -hmm. and then think, oh, I'll be responsible later. No. What's going to happen if you have fun first, you'll probably never ha be able to have fun ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So he, he's saying, hey, I want you to be responsible so you can have fun for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But the microwave you know, side of us want it now, now, now. Mm -hmm. And so when we get it now, we're really going to need it later and not going to be able to do it. So mm -hmm. I say, you know, th those financial diseases, cure them now so that you can be financially healthy and do the fun things that God wants you to do with your money later. Great. And you know, just like in the natural, you know, STDs, you know, we're not fun of STDs and, um, 
you know, I've, I've heard about them, and, you know, you can ha get STDs that you can't get rid of, that there is mm. no cure for them. But the best way to, to stay STD-free, and, you know, in the natural, we're talking it from the sexual standpoint, is to um, never encounter sex. You know, stay pure. You know, stay pure. And so, <laughs> uh, and, and so that's the best way. And then for those who find themselves in places where you get STDs like gonorrhea and um, syphilis, and you know, and things of that nature, you know, or what have you, those things that that are curable. You know, um, then how about um, you find yourself? You know, you have we have people, and y'all know, in the body of Christ, when we become believers, Amen. Glory to God, because we're not supposed to fornicate. Fornicate, flee from fornication. Until you get married, you're supposed to do what? Be abstinent, become sexually pure. All right. So can we, it was in the financial life, is I that mean, system still works? Well, here, here's the thing about that. We're supposed to do a lot of things. Now, I, I am a realist, and <laughs> I, I believe we should be delivered from it. Some of us take a little bit longer than others to get delivered from it. But, yes, you should be delivered from it. If you have a financial STD, a substantially tremendous debt, the first thing you need to do is stop financial abstinence because that's what that's what a doctor is going mm -hmm. to tell you to do if you have a physical STD is stop having sex. One, you want to be able to let the medication mm -hmm. get into your system, and two, you don't want to affect anybody else, mm. and you don't want it to come back, right? Yeah. Can we be real here, yeah. right? It's just this is just us in the church, right? Uh -huh. So that's the same thing with your financial diseases. In order to cure the disease, in order for the medication to work, to pay down the debt, to to build up your savings, to do all that, you have to incorporate financial abstinence which is the non-use of credit, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So if you want to get out of debt, stop using your credit cards. That's kind of obvious for me, mm -hmm. but hey, not for everyone. And, 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 but, but financial abstinence allows you to reset, allows you to take stock of where you are, allows you to assess what you've done wrong. The best way to cure a problem is to, one, identify that you have a problem, but you also have to pray about it, but you don't pray about the problem. You pray for forgiveness of the actions that got you in the that's problem. Good, that's good. And you ask for God to deliver you from the actions that you did that put you in the problem in the first place. That's good. Because if you keep praying about the problem, if you keep doing the actions, the problem's not going to go away. So you have to, one, acknowledge, I have a problem. Two, I need to fix the problem. But Lord, please help me, deliver me from the actions that I did that resulted in me getting into the problem. And a lot of people want to blame the devil. They want to mm. blame everybody <laughs> else. Good. But nobody wants to, re you know, look at themselves and say, yeah. stop. <laughs> and <laughs> say, the common denominator, boo, is you. Mm -hmm. uh, right. I'm just right. saying. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And, and all of this and all of that we do, now there's some things that may happen. You know, we may lose our job, medical, mm -hmm. or whatever. But 80% of the time, a lot of people's financial drama discord and dis-ease is because of their own actions. And so we can't blame anybody else. We have to ask for deliverance and change our own behavior so we get different results. Absolutely. The scripture says, I give you, um, I, I give you the choice, life and death, you know. Mm -hmm. I give you that choice. And so it's about decision making. Mm -hmm. You're going to make the decision to have life or death. Mm -hmm. So what, which decision are you going to make? And so, and that's what she's talking about making that right decision, you know, whether the enemy is there or the, the devil is there tempting you because his job is mm -hmm. to tempt you. 
but your job is to overcome the temptation. You know, um, there's always a way out. The question is, uh, uh, the question, are you disciplined enough? So I'm going to say something that will probably cause some controversy because I love Go ahead. controversy. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just that chick, okay? <laughs> so for the believers out there who know that we're not supposed to do certain things, but we still choose to do certain things. We still choose to fornicate. We still choose to do whatever, okay? No judgment, no judgments <laughs> here, okay? I do have to tell you, I need you all to protect yourself, okay? Mm -hmm. You have to protect yourself all the way through it. If you're going to go through the fire, make sure you put something to cover yourself so you don't get burned, okay? But you have to be very careful because the enemy will fool you sometimes. So you either flee from it, avoid it, or you protect yourself, and there's still possibilities of the consequences. So when I say that, this is like if you're going to have sex, make sure you protect yourself. Okay? Same thing with money and credit. Credit is not bad. What makes credit bad is if we are not responsible, we're not disciplined, and we don't have the protection of a budget. And so if we're going to use credit, then we need to be responsible enough to have a, what I call a financial prophylactic, okay, which is a budget. It's a budget. You tell your money where it's going to go. You don't allow your money to tell, tell you what you can't do. So you have to have some form of financial protection when you're going to do this to be responsible. Now, what you should do is if you are in a situation, don't use credit for a little bit. Have it available, but don't use it until you are responsible um, and in a position to be able to take care of and pay for it. That's my thing. Okay. Thanks, Sherry. So, um, Madam Money. Yes, ma'am. What about savings? What about savings? Uh, should we should we save money, and what's the best ways to save money? You should say if if you can't if you can't afford to save for it, you can't afford to borrow for it. Mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. That's good. So saving is priority. Okay. And so it's not about can you buy it? How should you use credit? The conversation is moot if you can't save. If you cannot save or you can't afford to save, you don't have enough money to save, you should not be using credit mm -hmm. at all. You, you just shouldn't. But that's not how we're taught, mm -hmm. okay? So that's a whole dichotomy of that and that we have to change the way that. Mm -hmm. Should we save? Absolutely. Um, even if you put your spare change in a money jar and you mm -hmm. build it up, even if you decide to take $10 a pay period, $25 a pay period, $50 a pay period, and put it in a savings account, and I call it a mama account, because mama don't need to know what's going on in your house, you know what I'm saying? So you need to have a reverence account, because mama doesn't give you everything that you want, but she can always give you everything that you need, but she can't give you everything you need if you keep tapping, tapping her for the money, right? So you have to give a reverence account, an account that's away from your transactional account. And okay. it needs to be something where you're just putting money there, and it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. Now I'm not, sometimes you can save too much, okay? Saving too much means that you, you, you're gung-ho, I'm going to save $100 a pay period, yay. And then right before your next pay period, you don't have any money, so you have to tap into the savings. Okay. And so you're defeating the purpose mm -hmm. of saving because you save too much. So we have to be very realistic. Mm -hmm. So we start small. We start with maybe $25 a pay period. And once we get used to that money not being there, then let's move it up a little bit. It's just like weights. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I'm going to start off with 25 pounds. 
And once 25 pounds is easy for me, we'll bump it up to maybe $35, $40. Same concept. So, yeah, and my hashtag is save something sooner. Save something sooner. So if you were, if I was 20 and started saving 100 bucks a week, I would have, I would probably be a millionaire by the time I'm 65. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if I wait until I'm 35, I'll probably have to put $500 a week just to catch up. So it's always best to save something sooner. So even if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your children. Mm -hmm. Start saving something sooner. That's good. And and start teaching. Yeah. You know, start let us start having financial literacy um, habits. In, you know, in the home and teaching our youth as well. Well, you have to involve them because if, you, if, the, if the household is to be prosperous, and that's what my pastor would teach. Pastor, shout out Pastor Oliver, um, uh, Craig L. Oliver, Elizabeth Baptist. So in order for the family, if you want a, fa- a prosperous family mm-hmm, household, mm-hmm. everybody has to be involved in that process. Mm-hmm. So in order for them to be involved, you have to let them know what the plan is. Our plan is, you know, we want to we want to reduce some of our expenses. Mm-hmm. And so whether you make it a game, hey, we're going shopping, whoever can help mom save, you know, 50 bucks on the food, we can eat out tonight, which mm-hmm. may cost $10 or whatever. But you're getting them in the habit. It doesn't mean you have to know everything. You just need to involve the kids in it, make it fun for them, and then you all can learn along the way. I have this one client who wanted to involve the children into her learning of investments. She didn't know anything about investments, but she wanted to involve the kids. And so what we decided to do is we decided for the kids to go around the house to see all the products that they use around the house. And then from all the products that they use around the house, find out what companies produce those products. Out of those companies, which companies were publicly traded? From those companies that were publicly traded, let's then see how they're performing. So they go, they Google it, they go on there and see how much money they make. The household had 200 bucks. With that 200 bucks, they decided where are we going to invest the $200. They decided they were going to invest it in Johnson & Johnson mm-hmm. because they had everything, a whole bunch mm-hmm. of produce. Mm-hmm. And so when they invested $200 in Johnson & Johnson, now they have something to look forward to because now when they buy the products, they own the company right. that they buy the products right. from. Mm-hmm. So how's the, how is it going to do? I made my son do that. He wanted an Xbox. In order for him to get an Xbox, he had to raise up enough money. And once we got about $200, the cost of it, mm-hmm. we used that money to buy stock in the company wow. of the Xbox. That's mm-hmm. good. So when we bought the Xbox, we're buying it from a company mm-hmm. that he owns. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's mm-hmm. good. And so that's how you involve children mm-hmm. in that process. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's good. Awesome. That's real good. <laughs> Sharon. Okay, so we went from savings to, to, to bank accounts to investments. What, a, what about insurance? Oh, yes, because I am an insurance agent. Okay. So um, I, I just got to say GoFundMe is not um, a life insurance policy. Um, and, and it's heartbroken when you could probably pay $30, $50 a month for a life insurance policy that you probably will spend eating out in one night. Um, and, but people say they can't afford life insurance, but then, God forbid, if somebody passes away, now we have to beg to bury our babies. Right. We have to beg to bury. And, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of people say, well, I don't want to do life insurance on my child because I don't want to think about that. Well, you know, in this day and age, it's not that we're thinking about their death. I'm thinking about their life because I don't know. If my mom and dad had not gotten a life insurance policy on me, 
when I was a teenager, I wouldn't have as much as I have. Now, I purchased some more, mm -hmm. but what if I didn't purchase some more? At least I have something. Who knew mm -hmm. I would grow up to be a diabetic with hypertension and uninsurable? Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you buy life insurance on a child not only for it to grow with them and to build cash value with them, but also to protect their insurability mm -hmm. because we don't know what their health is going to mm -hmm. be like when they get older and the younger that they are mm -hmm. and the healthier they are the cheaper it is right. Mm -hmm. right. so yeah 20 year olds you get a lot of it mm -hmm. because it's cheaper than it will be if you're 40 or 50 and even if you're 40 or 50 and you don't have anything you don't need hundreds and thousands of life insurance right. some people just need enough to cover final expenses mm -hmm. to not be a burden if you want to do legacy wealth it allows you to do that the best way to create trust babies mm -hmm. when you don't have money to do it is through life insurance. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. how you mm -hmm. create a legacy of trust babies. But the reality is, is that most people are selfish mm -hmm. because they're That's saying, good. they're saying, That's well, good. I don't want everybody else to be rich when I die. They do say that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to use it now right. while I'm still mm -hmm. alive and enjoy mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And then they don't That's realize true. the burden that it has mm -hmm. on their family mm -hmm. yeah. when they're gone. And they don't even care. <laughs> right. We're supposed to leave an inheritance for <laughs> our children. That's what our children's children. Yeah, you're right. Children's children. And my Christians that think that way. Come on. Come on. Well, And I have one of my best friends. Tommy Ford, he passed away. You remember Martin? Mm -hmm. Tommy mm -hmm. Ford. Mm -hmm. He used to say, hello, walls. And so <laughs> that's what we say. What was it? There are Christians out there that will spout off the scriptures to everyone else and say, what would Jesus do to everyone else? <laughs> and then when somebody says, what would Jesus do to them? They say, well, I ain't Jesus. Okay? <laughs> and so especially when it comes with this insurance topic, <clears throat> We are to leave an inheritance for our children's children. children. Mm -hmm. What would Jesus do? Well, I ain't Jesus. <laughs> now, there's a lot of people that may not verbally admit it out loud, but they're thinking it. And I just want y'all to know, I know who you are. <laughs> I see you. I see you. You, know, you don't have to be Jesus. You just made in his image and in his likeness. What's up with that? You made in the image and in the likeness. And, 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 we, don't, and we don't have to, like, you know, a lot of people can be over and short. It doesn't have to be a lot. Just one, mm -hmm. don't be a financial burden to your family. Right. Two, create a legacy um, for your family if you can do that. And then three, utilize life insurance to be um, a diversification of mm -hmm. your investment portfolio. Mm -hmm. Because if you get the right insurance policy, yeah. you can build up cash value mm -hmm. and leverage that cash while you're alive. That's how um, Walt Disney started Disneyland mm -hmm. through his cash value. That's how, um, uh, I think, it, not Mary Kay, it was Avon. Mm. She, she used the cash value. Okay. So other cultures leverage the cash value um, while they're still alive mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. start businesses, to do certain things. It's really the African-American culture mm -hmm. that is so afraid mm -hmm. to have this conversation while mm. every other culture, you want to know why all the other cultures have money to start businesses and come into our culture? Mm. It's because life insurance is a part of a living right. conversation. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. not a death mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That that is absolutely yeah. phenomenal. That is, and we gotta have start having these conversations. We need to start having light these conversations. conversations yeah. are very.
church with us tonight and we're just having such a phenomenal time as we're talking about getting our money right in the church amen to align our money with the word of god you know we know that the root of of all evil you know money is the root of all evil let me get that right money is the root the love of money yes i'm sorry no you're right get that right i'm just messing up the scripture the love of money uh, is the root of all, all evil amen how much you love money is the root of all evil and we know that the scripture also says that money answers all things and so you just can't be so in love with your money um amen that um that you're doing all sorts of evil um amen um glory to god thank you jesus including fornicating um, as we're talking about financial fornication on tonight in the church so we can get our money um, right, our money together so that there can be uh, meat in the storehouse. Amen. In the storehouse, not in just the church, but, you know, in our savings, you know, account um, as well, our portfolios getting it together, you know, as well. So we're just having a high time. And, you know, we've been in the studio and, you know, we've been having great conversation, even yes. off the camera, you yes. know, as well. Yes. And so I was just talking to the powerful woman of God, mm -hmm. um, Madam Money, <laughs> um, uh, glory to God, uh, Ms. Tara Jackson. And she was talking about, she have this book that's coming out soon, oh. um, fin um, Financial Languages. And so you know how, how sometimes, you know, um, our language, our speech about money, and even as we've been dialoguing today, you know, we come into some understanding that our understanding or our language of money and what the truth is about money, you know, has been um, discombobulated. It has been a disconnection. Mm -hmm. and, and on tonight, we're just bringing it in perspective where there is where there is one language or one speech about money to bring us into a place or a space where we become savers where we um where we're not overspending where we're no longer um financially fornicating and having um financial um promiscuity behaviors and end up with financial stds you know god you know thank you jesus and so it's a right remind us of a story in the bible in the book of Genesis in chapter 11, the Tower of Babel, you know, and, and they was, you know, and God said about, uh, about 
from the people um, right there in the book that they can do anything that they put their mind to because they had one speech and one language. And so that was a place of unity. And so now we're in a place where we say, let's come to one speech and one language when it concerns our money so that we can do anything. You know, we can be, let's build our empires. Let's build the kingdom of God. And the only way to do that is when we come with one speech and one language as it concerns finances, according to the word of God, you know, and, and, and by applying biblical principles to the world that, that we exist in, you know, amen. And so she's coming out with this book that is going to be absolutely powerful and amazing. That's going to transform your life, even your relationship with money, um, you know, even the more than the financial fornicator and also relationships, you know, in, in the home, your marriages as, as well called financial languages. So talk about um, that for us. Well, what I notice is that when people talk about money, they are speaking in different languages, okay? Mm -hmm. Because talking about money is a language, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Finances is a language. And so there are four main languages that we speak in. We speak, we are spenders, favors, investors, or givers, okay? Mm, now, with most, most of us, we are financially um, bilingual. Like, we, we may be savers and, you know, spenders or whatever. So, for example, my dominant dialect or my dominant language is a spender. I have learned the language of savings because of what I've been through. So, yes, I speak savings. Yes, I'm an investor, and because I have a philanthropist heart, I also speak giver. But my dominant language is spending, okay? And so, if I am a spender and my, my mate, my partner, business partner, um, or whatever, if they speak sa savings, if I don't know how to speak savings, it's going to be like they speak German and I speak Spanish and we're trying to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be a miscommunication or we're not going to be able to communicate. And a lot of families or a lot of couples are arguing over money because they're not communicating in the same language. You have a spouse that is a saver and a spouse that's a spender. They may be saying the same thing, but because they're speaking different languages, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. always arguing about the same thing. So it's, it's one of those things I talk about how it's not bad to be a spender. You have a language of a spender. It's not bad to be a saver. It's not bad to be an investor. It's not bad to be a giver. You just have to respect the language in which you speak. When you respect it, and you understand that you are a speaking and spending language. Mm -hmm, so, for example, mm -hmm. speaking and spending language, our mindset when we think about spending language mm -hmm. is we don't understand saving for a rainy day, okay? Mm -hmm. Saving for a rainy day is, okay, it's raining outside. Can we spend some money now, okay? Um, we don't understand window shopping. I think that's the most <laughs> asinine thing ever. <laughs>
it's not on sale, but I want it right now, okay? And so what I found with a lot of the couples is that is that I had to teach them how to speak in each other's language. Mm. One, they had to learn what language they spoke, mm -hmm. and then two, how to speak. So, for example, can I give an example? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a couple, and the guy was a spender, mm -hmm. and the, the lady was a saver. And so he wanted to buy this big screen TV. And every time he talked about buying this $600 big screen TV, she would cringe. Like, we don't have it in our budget. We can't spend that kind of money. We still have to pay off a credit card. We still have to do this. And every time she said no to him financially, he went out and spent more money. Mm. So that's one thing about a mm -hmm. spender. You're mm -hmm. not going to tell me what I'm not going to spend. Mm. Because if you tell me I'm not going to spend 100 I promise you I'm going to spend 1000 or more. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed, okay? So what I had to tell her is that you cannot, you cannot tell a spender not to spend money because then mm. we're going to spend the money. Mm -hmm. So you give us parameters. So instead of mm. saying, babe, we're on a budget, we can't spend that, we only have 500 we're going to find a way to find 1000 to spend, whether it's mm -hmm. good or bad. Mm -hmm. So how you communicate to a spender is, babe, we have an extra $500 to spend. What are we going to spend it on? The spender automatically knows what we're going to spend that $500 on. Like, we don't need to think about that. We kind of already know and had it planned, okay? Uh, and so even with a saver, what I try to get him to understand, you want her to buy this big screen TV. I want her to buy this big screen TV for you. She is not going to spend $600 on this big screen TV. You have to include her into the transaction. So you would say, honey, can, we, need to get a, we need to get a TV. Can you help me shop for the best deal so we mm. can save some money mm. on purchasing <laughs> this big screen TV mm -hmm. so it's within our budget? Mm -hmm. Okay, That's so good. key words here, save some money and budget and can you help me shop around for mm -hmm, it? Mm -hmm. So that makes her excited about, okay, we're gonna keep it in budget. Mm -hmm. um, I get to find something that's a better deal and shop around, mm -hmm. but he ultimately gets what he wants, which is the big screen TV, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it was just <laughs> manipulation, communication,
just enjoyed the, the session. Okay. You know, and even the, the last part, because, you know, I find myself in, you know, I was, like, she was talking about the four uh, uh, languages. Love language. Love language. Financial language. You know, and, and I looked at that, and I kind of found myself in it, you know. I, uh, uh, and, and it was good to identify, you know, uh, who you are dealing with money. Mm. You this know, is how you tell, tell who you are. Yeah. If, I, if someone was to give you a million dollars in your bank account, mm -hmm. just a million dollars in your bank account, nobody knew about it, mm -hmm. only you, mm -hmm. only you knew about it, <laughs> what is the first thing you would want to do? Not what you should do, not what the Lord told what you, you not what, what Jesus do. <laughs> uh, what would you do if nobody knew? What would you do? Would you spend it? Would you put some away and save it? Would you give some to the church? Or would you uh, would you invest it in a business or invest it in stocks or whatever? So it doesn't matter. It's not a wrong answer. Mm -hmm. It's not a wrong answer. Mm -hmm. It's what would you do? I know that I would probably go somewhere, an island, where I would ultimately spend some money. Yes, I would eventually save mm -hmm. and I would do the right thing. Mm -hmm. But if nobody knew that I had a million dollars, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're we going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you can tell what your dominant language is. Uh -huh. oh, awesome, awesome, uh -huh. awesome. Um, um, <laughs> Madam Money, yes. can you let um, the, uh, the audience know how to contact you, how to reach out to you, yes. how to connect with you um, so that, hey, they can get some, um, connect with you and get some more um, strategies and get help, amen, from financial dis-ease. Absolutely. <laughs> you can connect with me on all social media. Um, at madammoney.com, M-A-D-A-M-M-O-N-E-Y.com. I am on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, anything that you can name, I'm on there. And you can connect with me via my website on all social media as well as email and call me too. Would love to love on you. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, we have all heard, you know, the wisdom you know, that has just been imparted in her and how she can just um, really dialogue, amen, um, money in a language that, is un that, is that can be communicated on all levels to everybody. And so, you know, for those that really do, we that need that financial physician, you know, she is available, and we, and we thank God for that, the wisdom that he has given unto her. You know, go get the book, Financial Fornication, Fornicator, I'm sorry. Financial and Fornication. Fornication. Oh, Financial Fornication. fornication. Yeah. Um, go ahead and get the book, and we're looking forward. When is the financial languages coming out? It's coming out this summer. The we, summer? We don't have a date yet, but okay. it's coming out this okay. summer. So be on the lookout mm -hmm. yeah, for financial um, languages, for financial languages. And, you know, and I'm sure it'll be all over her social media platforms, all over her website as well. Um, one more other thing. I'm going to interrupt myself one more other thing about your next event. You know, go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah. The Boss Brunch is actually a Boss Con. So it's a Boss Conference and Brunch. So I do the Boss Brunch every year, third year in D.C. This year we're going on tour. And it's all about access. We want to mm. give business owners access. So we talked about access to business capital in D.C. Mm. Now we're going to talk about access to more sales and revenue mm. for business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, in Florida, Destin, Florida, April 21st through the 23rd, it's going to be a Boss Con, which is a conference. So we're going to have workshops, seminars, speakers, and then we're going to um, end it with the famous Boss brunch so you can find out more information about the boss brunch we're also going to be in california and dallas texas as well as 2017 go to bossbrunch.net 
and find out more information about Boss Rush. Go ahead. Madam Money. Yes, ma'am. Now, I know you said that you mentioned that you do insurance. And yes. what are some of the other uh, things that you do? I'm a licensed insurance agent, but I primarily deal with the financial coaching, the financial management, and the financial planning. Okay. Uh, of that. And even okay. though I have celebrities and athletes as my clients, mm -hmm. I like talking to people like me. Okay. I'm, ju I'm just a down-to-earth person. Mm -hmm. I like helping us build up our wealth as well. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. We just have ha definitely had a phenomenal time in the church on tonight, and we just want to thank everybody for listening in. Amen. Um, thank you, Jesus, and being in a place in the space where we can get our money right. Yeah. Amen. We can get our money right uh, on our way to financial freedom, on our way to living out the word of God, no longer being a slave, amen, to our lenders, but coming into a place and in a space um, where um, we are, we are debt-free, Amen. We are financially free and, so, and in a place where we can begin to build that inheritance. Uh, we can begin mm -hmm. to be lenders to nations and not borrow from none. That we can be in a space and begin um, to leave in a place where we can begin to leave an inheritance for our children's children. Leaving a financial legacy. Amen. Um, in, in the name of Jesus. So we look forward to seeing you next time in the church with us. Um, in the church.